All right, so we're basically live, Rick. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Frank. It's uh, summertime, so it's always great Friday in the summer. Um, feels good. Looking forward to the weekend. How about you? Oh yeah, it's my it's my last weekend as a 36 year old. Oh so. well, happy birthday, Frank. Should we sing a song? Wait. I mean, sure, we can. I mean, we, I, are you supposed to sing to yourself on happy birthday? I mean, you can go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want no. to hear me sing. We, we've talked about this before. No karaoke, no singing. So, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't need to necessarily bust out a song. But as we get started with the show here, I'll do a little quick intro. Uh, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it is episode four of the Filter That podcast, where we talk about all things related to industrial air filtration. And today, I have Rick on the on the show again. Who are you? I mean, didn't we have you on the first episode, and now you're back? I mean, I guess we can have you two times in one year, but I might have to talk to the scheduling crew about our uh, our guest lineup. We'll see. But uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, Rick. Happy to have you again. Yeah, it's great to be here, Frank. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Rick Kresmer, president of RoboVent, um, here to talk about uh, Centurion and whatever else you got in store for me, Frank. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be the topic of today's show. Uh, as you might imagine, I, I kind of follow what's going on here at RoboVent, and unless you've been you know, following us and maybe living inside of a control panel, you're, you're probably aware that we just launched uh, you know, the most versatile dust collector in the industry today. Uh, we're very excited about it. That's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but there's a little bit of spin. You know, this isn't a, a planned session here. Uh, it was planned with Rick to know that we're talking about Centurion. But over the last couple of days, I said, hey, Rick, I've got my questions ready. You wanna, do you want me to send those to you? It'd be kind of cool if we just did something impromptu. And he said, let's just do impromptu. Let's do it. And I said, great. So this is going to be a nice uh, peek behind the curtain to help shed some light on why and why we brought Centurion to life, the people behind it. And it might be a shorter episode than usual, uh, but we'll come back in a few episodes to share more of a roundtable session uh, with some additional guests to, to really give people, uh, our, our customers and everybody in the industry, a great uh, understanding of why we did it, what it does, and what we're excited about. So you ready to get going? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, so let's talk about centurion and and this dust collector you know when when we talk about why why we did it why centurion you know i'm wondering you know meaning if i'm a manufacturer of a product suited for you know with an application suitable for dry dust collection why would i want to ensure that if i'm comparing dust collectors and air filtration equipment that i've got centurion in that lineup for comparison i mean i think that answers the question on why we did it. Yeah, I, I think it does, Frank. Um, so why Centurion? Why would you select Centurion? Uh, why do we develop Centurion? I mean, it's all kind of a related answer. And it's really, it's really about the customer. Um, because every customer's application is slightly different. Their fabrication or manufacturing facility uh, is slightly different. They have different space constraints. Every application is slightly different. So, you know, we needed and wanted to have a dust collector that was versatile, um, that could fit space envelopes, that could relate to different applications, um, that could change very easily to customer requirements. So 
that, that's what we have with Centurion. Uh, it's very flexible, built uh, with uh, building blocks that uh, can customize uh, the size of the collector for uh, the particular airflow for the application, but then we can also make it uh, fit into um, the customer's uh, space envelope that they have for the collector. Um, there's more than one shape and size for uh, the Centurion unit. So um, it's really flexible to fit the customer's application and the space that they have. And then, you know, as we get into explosive dust or we get into um, additional filtration, final filtration, the modular makeup of the Centurion makes it so we can bolt on those different parts and pieces that we need for explosive applications or for additional filtration, uh, carbon filtration or HEPA filtration. So it's it's a really versatile collector that um, is really built around the customer's application and space that they have. I, I hear versatility and flexibility and modularity. Can you? I know that you like to build things and you tinker with things outside of outside of work. Is is there something that you could actually compare Centurion to uh, in the real world that you know is just a really versatile, all-purpose piece of equipment or tool that you use in your everyday life? I mean, it's almost like a socket set, right? I mean, you have that little socket wrench and you can put different devices on there. And is that the versatility and the flexibility, all, all these things, is that what's really relatable to, you know, our end user customer base, uh, to industry at large? I mean, if it was coming down to the wire and it was Centurion versus that other dust collector, why is Centurion going to win that battle? Well, I mean, it's standard versus custom, right? When you go to purchase anything, right, you want it specifically for your application, whether it's a you know, a, a table to fit in your dining room at home, you want it to fit the way you want it to fit. And same thing, same thing with our customers for dust, fume, miscollection, right? It really needs to fit their space, their application. Um, not, not just on fit, but I mean, there could be, you know, regulatory issues with, you know, discharging uh, manganese, right? So we, we've got to cover all those bases for the customer. And if we don't, they're going to go somewhere else. So, you know, when we put that dust collector into a factory environment, into an industrial facility, we know that there could be someone else's unit there. Ours needs to be better. Uh, it's got to fit that application better. It's got to be easy to maintain. Uh, and when it is, um, our customers will respond to that. Which companies and industries do you think Centurion is most well suited to handle? And you know, I'm not looking for a laundry list, but maybe like your top five, ten industries applications, and just kind of go through a rapid fire. Rapid fire. Okay. Uh, well, just about you know any metalworking application that we have out there. That could be welding. That could be um, thermal cutting, so laser plasma cutting. Uh, grinding, thermal spray, uh, surface preparation, blasting, um, peening. Um, and then there are, um, you know, a whole host of other applications that are out there in, in the, let's say, bulk and powder realm. 
Um, that could be food processing, seed processing, uh, could be plastics or FRP processing, recycling, could be seed processing, um, even mining um, are good applications for the Centurion because we have those other pieces really to customize the Centurion to fit the space or the application requirements. It's not just about the equipment, though, right? I mean, if, if somebody bought a, a you know, Centurion, that's their dust collector, how do you make that piece of equipment the best that it possibly can be? What goes into it? It's, it's not just the unit itself, right? You could have the best car on the planet, the best plane on the planet. But, I mean, you know, but when, you, when you go in to use it and you, it's starting to perform its function and what it's supposed to do, how do you make it that much better of a performer? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, you know, we, we launched the Cheerian in June of uh, 21, right? But it's not like uh, it all happened then, right? We, we, we have been working over the last two years to develop this unit. Um, obviously, we, we looked at what we had. Uh, we, we looked at what was in the marketplace. Um, and we said we wanted it to be better. So it starts with, um, you know, our engineers um, that we have uh, that know and understand um, the marketplace like we do. Um, you know, we put some, some stretch goals out there uh, as well. Um, and then we start to develop. Um, they go to work, the engineers go to work, and they put some concepts together. Um, we collaborate as a team. And... Uh, you know, we had several choices to go with, and then we were close to Centurion, I think, in the beginning. Um, we did some uh, CFD work, uh, comp computational fluid dynamics, um, and it changed over time. So we did a lot of upfront engineering to get to um, a unit that we wanted to test, and then we built one. Um, once we built it, we uh, put it through uh, a standard uh, 199 ASHRAE test to see what kind of performance levels we got out of it. And we had a great baseline with our Fusion series, right? We, we could compare against our Fusion. So we needed something better. Um, and I, I won't say that first one was perfect, um, but probably two or three versions after that, we got to something that we said, okay, we need to get this out into the field and test it. So um, before we launched, we had uh, three collectors out in the field running for almost a year um, to verify the in-house results that we got. And then we got great customer feedback as well, some more tweaks, and then we launched. It wasn't, you know, the engineers put something together and we just said, hey, this is it, right? There's so much R&D and testing that, that went into the Centurion um, to ensure that it was um, the unit we wanted to, to put forward. And, and what I was going to say was, is that why you're so dang confident? I mean, there, there's been so much testing and collaboration internally, externally, to where you had a confidence level that this could be that all-purpose, most versatile collector in our lineup and essentially the flagship unit for RoboVent for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. Um, we, we feel great about the Centurion, you know, all the testing that went into it. Yeah, we're excited about the Centurion and we're very confident um, about this unit moving forward. So let's, let's, 
let's play off of that a little bit and go in a little deeper there. You mentioned you mentioned the fusion series uh, in your last comment there. This is, you know, Centurion is is an upgrade from Fusion, and so what does what what do you feel Centurion does for the industry as a whole, you know, and and our position that we hold within the air filtration uh, for manufacturing, um, and and what does it do for Robovent as a company, you know, perhaps more of the latter, but I feel you know, given your industry experience and you know, what you've done across other organizations and now what you're doing for us here at RoboVent, I think you could have a good perspective on what this really means. So I'll, I'll relate it to um, um, uh, a customer that actually came in and, and took a look at the Centurions that we have going through the factory um, today. Um, they've seen a lot of the fusion um, and they were coming in to take a look at the Centurion um, and his comments were exact. I mean, they were spot on what I wanted to hear. Um, you know, the, the, the fusion was not as easy to maintain as a Centurion. So, and by that, I mean the, the diaphragm valves are on the outside of the unit. The controls are on the outside of the unit in its own box. The fan is outside uh, of the unit. Um, the solenoid trays are outside of the unit. And why is outside important? Because it's easy to access and maintain. And um, Matt, the customer that I had in, he was like, this is so great. I mean, it's going to be so easy to maintain. Everything is accessible from the outside. Um, and he was really excited after that to receive his, his centurion. So is that for for those in the field? Is it really the maintenance and the downtime prevention and how easy it is to access and maintain everything? I mean, we started talking about versatility and modularity and and how all purpose this is because it's suitable for any application. But when you actually put it in and put it to work, I guess it, it's great to know that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing and it doesn't take a whole lot of time to maintain. Yeah, it's not, it's not just one thing, right, Frank? I mean, it's the flexible configurations, right? It's, it's all the adders that we can put on there, HEPA filters and things like that, the, the modular nature of it. Um, you know, I haven't talked about durability, but this thing's made a 7 and 11 gauge. It's powder coated inside and out. Um, the durability factor is there. The installation factor is there, easy to install. Um, and then once you have it there, right, I mean, it's, it's a piece of capital equipment that you do have to maintain, and it needs to be easy. Um, like I said, I mean, our customers have many choices, and ours needs to be better. Um, it's got to look good. It's got to be easy to maintain. It's got to be easy to install. Um, and, and when it is, the customer will appreciate it and, and, and come back to us for another collector. Right. Well, uh, thanks, because I, I think that that's important to understand about like what, what position this has in, in the overall space. You know, and as, as, as we look into the future and as, you know, we just launched this a few months ago, orders, ha they are coming in, they were coming in, they continue to come in. A as these get installed in facilities all across North America, 
you know, what type of feedback are you most looking forward to receiving from the customers? I mean, is it the maintenance factor, like how easy it is to maintain? You know, what are you, what are you most excited to hear from the customers? And then, of course, you know, what should their experience be like and what should they expect when they've got that unit as part of their overall solution in their plant? So, I mean, like, like Matt was here looking at the, the unit he's going to receive, right? So he's really excited to get it. Um, and he's looking forward to it. But, I mean, we do have some out in the field already, Frank, and what we're hearing is it's easier to maintain. The controls are easier to access and manipulate, right, make the changes that they need to. So, for me, it's, it's I mean, one of my main things is user-friendly. It's got to be user-friendly, like the control package. I, 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 when we were, you know, brainstorming, I took my phone out of my pocket and I said, it's got to be as easy as this thing to control, right? And I mean, you really don't need to have, most people don't need to have training to use their iPhone. And that's what I want with the Centurion. I, I want it to be easy to manipulate uh, and control. Um, I want it to be easy to maintain. Um, and I want it to be a, a long lasting, flexible collector for our customers. I think we have it. Well, and with those, knowing that these are going to be out in the field for a very long time uh, when they are installed in the field, what's next? I mean, with the massive amount of configurations and options that Centurion has, what's next? I mean, what are some of the advancements that RoboVent's going to continue to make within this line to make it that much better? What do we tackle next? So, um, you know, RoboVent knows metal, right? But but we're looking forward to helping some of those customers that don't really know us. Um, and, and those are those bulk and powder guys, the food processors, the, the plastics people, the recycling people, the seed processing, and the mining. Really looking to get to know those folks um, and help them in their applications like we've done in the metalworking world. Outside of that, let's think about like the the equipment itself. You know, uh, you, it's almost like a little bit of a sneak preview on maybe some uh, I don't know alterations or I guess continuous improvement based items within the equipment itself. Or maybe is there a sneak preview of a Centurion 2.0 that we're already working towards into next year? Or is it maybe a little too early to to talk about that with uh, with the folks listening? Um, I'm, I'm not thinking 2.0 at this point. I mean, uh, I, I like where we are uh, with the Centurion. Obviously, I mean, if we get customer feedback um, and it's something that we need to do, we're going to do it. Um, I am looking at doing some, let's say, more packaged type units for, for some of our customers uh, that have specific requirements for, um, let's say, cutting tables um, to really build the Centurion around those folks. Um, so I have been talking to them um, and giving their feedback. Um, so um, I would say more packaged and really specific units, um, you might see some of that with Centurion coming out. Right, that are maybe applicable to or you know suitable for a very specific application, and it has a a relevant package designed and engineered for that particular purpose, right? And it's almost a standard for us. Okay, 
we've got a lot more to share about Centurion. I mean, our, our podcast is going to continue. We'll have more episodes specifically about Centurion. I mentioned at the beginning where, you know, we're going to have one where it's more of a roundtable session where we bring in teams from engineering uh, and other parts of the organization to get their perspective as well. But this is a nice, it's a nice way to hear some perspective from somebody behind the scenes that brought the product to market. So yeah, I can't thank you enough for joining again. Um, I appreciate every single time that you're on the show. Uh, your feedback and, and making it better and better all the time is always appreciated. I do have one last question for you, though. Okay. Since we're not playing a game today or anything like that, I, I, I wanted to ask if there was anything that, you know, since you're an expert in filtration, is there anything that your wife and kids wish you would filter more of that's non-dust related? Like something that Rick just does all the time where they're just like, all right, we've had enough. You just just filter that out, please. Uh, so, um, you know, I'm running the company, right? Uh, my, my kids, they kind of, they make fun of me, right? They say, well, what do you do? And, you know, I, I talk about what I do, but obviously I set goals for people. Right. I mean, that, that's one of the things you do as the president of the company. And I'm always trying to set goals for them, too. Right. Uh, and, and talk in those kind of terms and how you take small steps to get to that, that final end goal. So, they, you know, they probably like me to filter some of that goal setting out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> specifically. <laughs> No, that's good. Like, Dad, like, what's your goal for this particular semester? What's your goal for this quarter? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, 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 it's relatable to anything, right? Sports or school or it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, it goes through the gambit. I love that. Uh, same way in our family. And in fact, I think I just saw my sister's post on LinkedIn a few days ago where she shares with the world what her personal goals are, her professional goals are, and then what her company goals are. And that's something that the family does a lot. And even when we have meetings too, uh, you know, I, my wife will say like, you know, this isn't a board meeting. This is, we're just here at the dinner table. We don't need to have like a, an agenda, go through things, have a goal set. But I said, hey, those are smart goals. Those are how, that's how you get things done. Yeah, smart goals. And then one of the things you said is if you share some of your goals, well, that, that makes it real, right? And that makes you even work at it even more because if my wife knows about it or my kids know about it uh, or, you know, some of my work friends or just friends know about it, um, it makes me even you know, more wanting to achieve that goal. Absolutely right. And that's why having this stuff all the time up and around RoboEvent, having weekly meetings uh, to progress Centurion, and then to finally see it kick off in June was pretty fantastic for everybody across the organization. So on that note, Rick, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll see this live very soon.